What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Certainly. Happy Wednesday. It is Jake and Brian here for another episode of our main show. We are on number seven, I believe. I'm getting the numbers correct. Um, and we're here again to talk a lot of Schmodown stuff going on in the world. Um, a little bit of a different show today, obviously, uh, because there hasn't been a whole lot of matches since our last show. We covered four on our last episode. Um, we only have one to talk about today, which is Pauliyama versus John Roca. Um, and we will get to that, but we have a lot of um, a lot of stuff in our quote-unquote breaking news slash league update that we do uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, it's more so just things going on in the league with competitors or rules or um, you know trades or anything like that, and uh, not not so much any trades or anything like that. Obviously, the world is kind of in chaos at the moment, and that puts a lot of things on pause, including. Um, a lot of the stuff going on with the showdown and, you know, obviously. And so, uh, but we do have some cool things to talk about because backstage happened yesterday and some very interesting things were talked about on backstage Ooh, good with some very interesting people. Um, definitely one of my favorite episodes so far, uh, because of those who they had on it. Um, but before we get to that, how are you doing, sir? I'm ready to talk some showdown just yeah. for what we've taped. I literally just finished watching... Backstage? Backstage, like, 20 minutes ago, so I'm <laughs> fresh in the head, ready to go. Yeah, um, and like I mentioned, uh, we only have the one match to talk about, which we covered on our reaction. You can find that on the channel already, Polyama versus John Roca. Um, our reaction to uh, the latest teams match, which is um, the Pride versus Butcher Boys, will be up tomorrow, so check that out. Um, and then, obviously, things will change for the channel as well, a little bit going forward because of uh, COVID-19 and everything, um, you know, Christian mentioned that they may be switching to just one match a week, which will slim our reactions down. Um, it's not going to stop the main show. We'll just have to find things to talk about and, uh, maybe people to talk to. Yeah. And we're, we're going to have guests and we were, uh, we were scheduled to have someone today, but unfortunately that said someone had to call into work or get into work today. Uh, but luckily, um, it looks like we scheduled something for next week as well. And so, uh, we will have a guest next week, hopefully, um, someone that we've been wanting on the show for a while. Uh, we wanted him as the first guest, but uh, things just didn't work out as far as craziness and planning. But um, with that said, let's go ahead and get into this uh, this breaking news slash updates going on in the Schmodown. And like we mentioned, uh, Schmodown backstage, backstage happened yesterday, and Harloff was joined by the usual John Roca and Ben Bateman. Um, but he also had special guests from um, Mark Knopic, uh, yeah, pretty much Mark Knopic, Rachel Cushing, and Paul Yama. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a very good episode. They all called in at certain points, um, uh, video-wise, not just phone-wise. So we were able to kind of see facial reactions, stuff like that. But um, we're going to go in order and kind of how this all happened. And things were like slowly like leaked as this episode kind of just happened because... They just got into random conversations, and they just said, okay, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. Um, there was no real schedule to it, and it just kind of happened. And so we're going to get into Mara Kanopic first. Um, obviously, we know that Mara has been dealing with a lot of things over the last year or so. Um, her health has been um, – it's it's rough to hear about her health. It, it is. And, Number one uh, we, priority. Yeah, and we wish her nothing but the best. And, and her and Dan, we wish them um, – you know everything going forward that you know goes gets in their favor, but she got into some interesting stuff, and we're not going to cover the Kanopic uh, Kalinowski stuff that happened because she she finally did kind of reveal her thoughts on that a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll save that for a later episode, or when we have a guest, maybe we'll talk to them about it or or something. Maybe but even her, um, yeah, maybe even her exactly. Um, but we're going to get into what's what's the stuff with Smets um, because. Their match was supposed to be the first one of the year yep. uh, for the live event. It was going to be this massive cataclysmic event um, of an ex-champion facing the new champion, uh, two competitors who had very similar runs um, in their in their rookie seasons. And um, unfortunately, like we mentioned, Mars Health just got in the way. She went through some things and she just couldn't do it. And unfortunately for us, um, you know, just as a fan perspective, obviously this is what's right to do. But that match is essentially put on indefinitely uh, suspended for the time being, um, and in that in that place, uh, Mister Chandru, the Chosen, is going to be getting a shot at the belt uh, for the title. Um, he beat Brandon Hanna last week, which um, it wasn't called it, 
but essentially it was a number one contention match. Um, and so it'll be Chandra versus Smets. Um, it was supposed to be the uh, Houston main event, but because we canceled that, it'll be sometime in the near future. Uh, more than likely not April. It all depends on when they can film. Um, probably somewhere around May, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot to take in there, obviously. We can cover the Mars stuff first and then kind of get into the Andrew Smith stuff. But Brian, just, you know, thoughts on, on hearing this as they kind of revealed it through backstage? Uh, I, I'm i still, like, obviously I'm not a day one person. So, like, this was kind of like my first, like, introduction to long her. getting to hear her talk outside of just a match. Um, and I like her. She's, she's very... To, like honest to the point mm-hmm. and will say what uh she feels is right and the thing that i grabbed the most that i absolutely love is when christian asked her uh what is one of the or what is some things that made you want to come back and she said um i was tired of being dan's girlfriend yeah and i was like damn right <laughs> like you may you yeah. do not let someone i mean you have your own history and I mean, you come back there and make a name for yourself. I mean, I shouldn't even say make a name for yourself. You have your champion. Did you watch her matches? I've seen a couple of them. You've seen a couple of them. You haven't seen the whole run, right? No, I haven't seen the whole so run. You should yet. go back and watch the whole run. I'm definitely going to after what I. She had. When I said that her and Smith's, uh, their run was very similar, it was very similar. Yeah. Um, few changes here and there, but. They both kind of just came out of the gate as like just the top horse that just came chugging along. Yeah, um, and, and she so, took out names. Yeah, and and names. right right now, I mean, she beat Rachel Cushing in a in a sudden death match that was arguably one of the best matches of all time. Which she said and, it wasn't even a good match. She well, even... that yes, but the the you know the the reasons why is because one of them had just gotten a car accident, and one of them was severely sick. Yeah. Like, it was just, the things going on in that match was just, like, bonkers. But, um, yeah, it's it's a good time for her to come back because, and we'll get into Changer in a little bit, but if I'm being quite honest, I don't think there's someone that can stand up to Smets outside of Mara, in my opinion, in the Intergeekdom uh, uh, division right now. Um, I think that Smets has a handle on Kalinowski. I think Kalinowski is kind of a little bit of wiped out in that division. Uh, you know, obviously he's taking a little bit of a break to focus on other things. Yeah. Um, not to say that he'll never give Smets a run because he will. No. And they're like destined to go head to head against yeah. each other forever. But as of right now, and you know, Mara's going to, it's going to take her time to get back on her feet, obviously. And um, who knows if that first match is going to be a real thing because her first match is going to be up against Smets, like the champion, right? Um, if it does still happen that way. Um, but. When Mara's on and when Smet is on, I don't think there are two two people who are more even in the in the in the knowledge aspect. Um, and they're so two such different players, which is why it's so exciting. They, but they clearly have a a, a respect a, for each other. Yeah, because yeah. she clearly loves him. And well, she and you can tell that they have this like this friendly competitiveness towards mm-hmm. them, where they just want to beat each other, even though they never play each other. Yeah. Um, and it's very exciting to see, and you know, um, it's an intergeekdom match that I would like. It's something I've been, I would love to see. Mara is outside of like obviously Rachel's always going to be a favorite of everybody's, um, but Mara's probably was probably one of my most fun to watch just because she was such her. Like she mentioned on backstage, she's she doesn't have a character. She's just herself. Yeah. And Smetch and Smets is like the epitome of what a character is. Yeah. And so it's two like just opposite ends. It's like red and blue, fire and water, kind of going at each other. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate we're not going to see it now, but I know for a fact that Smets wants it. Oh yeah. Um, and I know that she wants it, so it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Even, I mean, even if I'm not saying this is going to happen, <laughs> even if he doesn't have the belt when she's coming back, I feel like just the match. No matter general. what, yeah. that match will be the one that they that, start that match with. is uh-huh. that matches a live event slash throwdown slash collision slash yeah. spectacular it's, match no matter what yeah um i you know I, that's a pay-per-view match. i think yeah exactly and, and i think you know if, if i had a choice i would much rather see mara have a few a few matches under her belt to kind of get back into it um but we also have to keep in mind that she's been on dan's side for this entire thing that he's yeah. been doing too so she's kind of still been in there just not in the game herself mm-hmm 
Um, but it is unfortunate. You know, we'll see it eventually. But like we mentioned, we want we want her to be her healthiest. We of course. want her to be. We want her. you to battle it at your best. Exactly. Not, not exactly. slightly we want, good. We want her to be in her in the right headspace. You know, mentally and physically, and you know, not not just for this moment, but just in life in general. And, yeah, of course. Um, she she definitely seems like you know from her from her uh, her time on backstage. She definitely seems like she's in much more high spirits than she was a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, time away from the game always helps. But it, it almost seems like she kind of has that fire under her again. Oh, kind of. Um, she... Which is very exciting to see because when, when Mara has that little fire, she's she's fun to watch. She really is fun to watch. Which is why Smets wants to battle her so bad. Yeah. You know, if he can't get Rachel Cushing or Mike Kanowski right now, the next best or maybe even the best is yeah. Mara Kanopic. Easy. Easily. It's, I can't, whenever that happens, I will be right there when it comes out. hundred percent. I can't wait for I, it. I, that's honestly like, I've never considered because obviously financial reasons and who knows what's going to happen in the world going forward. But if this was like a, this was like a, a live event in. Well, this was potentially depending on her health going to be Houston. Well, no, this was, this was originally New York. Yeah, no, I know, but he said at one point he's like, "Well, oh, maybe. if it worked out, yes, yeah. if it worked out, yes." So, um, but what I'm saying is, if whatever it is, it's going to be a big. This would be one of the matches that I, one of the only matches I would consider actually like chucking out. the money yeah. out and flying and staying on a hotel to go see. Yeah, because it's just like where I would absolutely love to see it because it just fits is San Diego. Obviously, San oh, Diego would work, but 100%. the problem is, is you it's hard to do it on Comic Con weekend because of everything going on. We saw that last year we were yeah. there. Um, but it just feels like that kind of an atmosphere of a match, um, and there's such there's two such very different um, entertainers on how they walk out, how they talk in the mic, and how they kind of smack talk. And um, their smack talk is fun. It's I would love to see a, I would to love to see smack. a Smet smack talk against Mara. What that would be like because it's so different compared to Kalinowski. It's think, so different. I think. I think it'd almost be like a. I don't like you, but like smile. Yeah, like it's like a playful, time. it's like yeah. a playful thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be very interesting, but I'm I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, whenever um, it happens, we'll be the yeah. The first and, you know, there. we mentioned that Mara might be the best test for Smiths, but that is in no way um, putting down a chosen one in the name of Chandru because yeah. this guy we saw him last week uh, up against Brandon Hanna, um, and he came out and he just he looked like the Chandru that has been hyped up for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had mentioned it on our reaction and on last week's episode, but he chose a category that I had not seen him play before, um, and he rolled through Star Trek. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a strength of his or not, or if he studied it, but it seemed to work in his favor. Um, and he strayed away from his classic, you know, Harry Potter and MCU that he's been getting a lot of. Um, and and obviously we know that last year, out of all the outside of Kalinowski, Chandra was the one that put up the biggest test against Smets. Yeah. And so they have a history. They have a history. Um, and so this could be, if, if Mara's going to be waiting in the wings and we're going to see her getting healthy and Kalinowski's going to be focusing on his team stuff with, with Chance for the time being, um, the 2020 could be the year of a Changer versus Smets showdown for like two, three matches. Who knows? I mean, we could literally see these guys battle that out all year and maybe even see him not just now, but in, in a spectacular event or some kind of live event down the road and they're just going back and forth. Um, obviously the... It still goes to Smet to this moment. Like I mentioned, I think that Chandrews might just be a little bit far behind. Um, but that is not to say that if Smets misses one question or something, like Chandrews can yeah. be right there on his heels just nipping. But, I mean, I, I, I love the match. I, I, I like the matchup. Um, it's going to be a fun matchup. Again, it's going to be very different because we saw that Chandrew has kind of been doing this heel thing lately, which he's is his, very interesting. He's not being even told to be a heel. He's just <laughs> Oh, everybody's telling him out. to stop it, and he yeah. keeps doing it, which is incredible to see. It's, yeah, I mean, I was... Well, like, he, so he had he had the post-interview on his match. Yeah. And Winston's like, hey, hey, man, hey, man. Yeah. And then he has the comment on backstage. I literally screenshotted it because <laughs> I couldn't believe... I was like, oh, my God. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, move on, Smets. Oyama left and joined the Swag Squad just like the IG belt is going to. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh. Yeah, and they stopped what they were talking about and they talked about it. Because yeah. Chandru's kind of like, I mean, obviously they wanted him to be a face. He's a face type of, of player. Um, but he's like blurring these lines a little bit. And it's just, and to us, it's not like, oh my God. It's We just like laugh at it because it's so playful. And 
it's almost like a mental side of the game where he might be getting into someone's head. Not, I'm not gonna say he's getting into Smet's head because no. Smet just Smet's he's in it. He's in a dungeon. Yeah, he's locked away. Like Absolutely. nothing can really get in there. But that's not to say he can't get in someone else's head. I mean, he could have gotten into Brandon. Oh, he clearly he did yeah. get into Brandon so, head, for I mean, sure. So yeah, and then Smet's with the clapback. Shandrew is a villain. I'll expose him to everyone soon. I, the smack talk was like. You know when they're the weigh-ins for a fight? <laughs> like, that's literally what it felt like while this was uh-huh. going on was, like, that face-to-face. Like, I cannot wait for this match, and I didn't think it would come this soon. So, for me, because, like, he only lost by one point. Mm-hmm. And Rachel said it the best. It could be literally the first person to miss a point, and yeah. that's that's going to be the whole entire Well, we game. saw Chandra. He didn't miss one in his latest match. No. Uh, I think... The things that are going to be the big players, if anyone misses a question, and whatever happens with the wheel. Those two things are going to be what it is. Uh, I Are we going to give who we think right now? or uh, We can't. It's obviously going to change because it's a while. Um, you know, it, yeah. It's a ways away. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with Smets so right I. now. I, I just think that it's the not the safer choice, but the stronger decision. Um, he's just, he's seasoned. He has the experience of being in these fights. Uh, he's done it two or three times beforehand. You know, he lost on a heartbreaker. So he has the experience of doing that. Um, he knows how to beat Chandru already. Um, not to say that Chandru can do the same, but, uh, Smets has been through the ringer, right? Yeah. Uh, Chandru only has, uh, less than a handful of matches under his belt. You know, Smets has two handfuls of matches under his belt and he's battled some of the biggest in the, in the division so far. Um, and, you know, uh, whether or not Kalinowski comes back, I think he's just the guy to beat. I don't know. I don't see anybody beating him for the time being. I really well, don't. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's hard to even imagine other than throwing, like, Amara or something. But, again, like, even... I, I know we talked about it on maybe even our, like, our very first episode. You know, I had said that, you know, Amara can go, can go off and, and just be, a like, someone who can really take down Smets. We we just mentioned it. She needs a little a little time with yeah. her. You know, she needs she needs at least one match to like get under the lights again. Because yeah. um, being on the sidelines is a whole different story compared to being at the desk answering the questions and everything. Not to say she can't, because we've seen it happen before. But I feel like when you're like for a title and then coming back after a year and a half off and going straight into a belt match is like that's a hard task. Yeah, uh, I will say one thing that she said that could work to her advantage is wherever this happens it seems for the most like it's going to be a like live show type event and she said she thrives with an audience Mm -hmm. and people in front of her so she's an entertainer yeah exactly so that could work so is he yeah and we've seen the smack the smack i keep saying the smack talk the smasher fans that come out in droves oh when all yeah. these events happen, whether it's when we were in this, San Diego, like yeah. it was, I mean, we know he went to San Diego State, but it was wild. They come out everywhere. Like they love the Smasher. They love Everyone the dungeon. They the love Kaiser. It's it. And so, but again, Mara's a fan favorite too. And yeah. so it's going to be very interesting to see how that'll happen. It's going to be one of those where you're not going to hear boos when they come out. It's just going to be which cheer is louder. But So we got off the Chandru-Smets yeah. talk here for a second. But, but Chandru-Smets. Chandru, like I said, he he doesn't miss very often. But neither does Smets. So it's literally going to be a battle of who's going to make the first mistake. And that almost kind of is literally what smets's career has been in his competitions i mean he's not defined by that one mistake against kalinowski well but he washed it away now it's yeah it's it doesn't matter right after now after a ko yeah so like, i mean but like that's literally like the only way you beat him yeah way is I, I, yeah. if you it's if he slips up because i mean you could play perfect but he can also play perfect. He can play a better perfect. So exactly. So it's like, wh- who's gonna make that first trip, and where does the wheel land? Because well, if the wheel lands on a strength, good luck. Yeah, and that, and when I say when I say a better perfect, what I mean by that is I think that you know the, every game always comes down to the wheel, especially in title matches, because 
Um, it, and also, we have to keep in mind, this is going to be a five-rounder. Yeah. So it's going to be a little different of a game, especially for Chandru, because he's never done that before. Yeah. Again, Spence has the experience in that. Yeah. But here's where I really do think it's going to come down to. We talked about how they're both really good at just answering questions. They have the knowledge. I honestly believe that it will come down to someone having to answer a multiple choice and someone not having to answer a multiple choice. And so, so multi- literally, like, like, like for example, like, you know, Chandru gets five questions in the second round, just hypothetically. He answers four of the five. One of them was a multiple choice. Smets goes five for five for two points. He wins by one point. Like, I literally can see the game coming down to someone just answering by multiple choice and them losing off of them answering by multiple choice. It's that type of yeah. game. Or it could even be uh, the quick hand of a buzzer. Yeah, and that's and that comes into play. Yeah. It really comes into play. And again, it the reason why I'm going... Well, not the only reason. Multiple reasons why, but the biggest reason is because Smets has the experience. Yeah, he that's... has the experience of being there and not just doing the buzzer and the five-rounder and all that stuff, but... But doing it with a live crowd, and whether or not this is a live crowd, this is going to be a live event, no matter what, whether it's on live stream or in in studio somewhere, like on stage. Um, It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting, um, but it's it's going to be really good. It really it's going to be really good because after what Chandra proved last week against Brandon Hanna, and we've talked about it, Brandon Hanna, he's a great competitor, but he's not. Right now, he's not a belt contender type of player. Yeah. Um, but Chandra proved himself by... if Wait, he got the TKO, right? Didn't he answer a third-round question? Yeah. They didn't so, even, yeah, he yeah. got the TKO. And so he had it in the bag after the second round. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. I think that it's going to be fun to watch. Um, the lead-up is going to be big because it's something new. We've talked about it multiple times, how 2020 is like this year of like new faces and people coming in and doing new things. This isn't Smets versus Kalinowski. This isn't Kalinowski versus Cushing. It's it's Smets versus Chandru. Like, yeah. and that's going to be really fun to see. It, and you know, for the time being, right now, uh, I mean, uh, Christian said that uh, Kalinowski is focusing on teams and singles. Mm-hmm. This might be the replacement until Mara comes back. The replacement rivalry uh, of that top spot uh inner geekdom championship so um yeah i'm, I'm and curious. not to say that changes a replacement but he could very well no like let's just like how many times in sports have we seen like for example as a baseball player you know oh gee i was shocked we went to sorry baseball. i'm making a sports reference about <laughs> baseball um like for example like you know i'm catching you know i'm doing my job there's one game where my my groin is just bothering me i'm not feeling too well right i can't sit back there and catch the backup comes in. He does a stellar job. I never get my job back. Yeah. Right? Chandru can come in. And let's just say hypothetically, because we're both picking Smets, but hypothetically, let's say he takes the title from Smets. He could be the guy for the rest of the year, and nobody could beat him because he's living off that high. Like, it's happened so many times, yeah. and we keep talking about how the Schmodown is a sport. It's it's Absolutely. looked at as a sport. The points, the way it's played, the competitiveness, it's looked at as a sport, and we've seen it so many times in the past where that's happened. It could easily happen. I mean, look at Smets. He did it. Mara did it. There's so many people that have done it. Paul Yama did it in singles. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that have done it in this league. It could easily happen again. But as we mentioned, we don't see it happening yet. No. It could come down to a fact where maybe this is an experience match for Chandru, and he comes back a couple weeks or a couple months later, and then he takes down Smets. Yeah. Who did that last year? Smets did that last year. And yeah. so who knows what's going to happen. But again, as we've mentioned multiple times before, um, we don't see it happening yet. Um, I will say this though, I would absolutely love to see a Kalinowski where he takes a break for a full year of Intergeekdom and we see these new blood come in like a Chandru and we see Amara come back and it's them three and then Kalinowski come back next year and be like, I'm coming for all of you guys. I would like, I'm, I'm coming for all of you guys. Because I can see him coming and just imagine him take Imagine way. him taking a full year break and then having Amara want to play him again because of their history and a Smets play them again because of their history or maybe Hector Hector Navarro comes back and, and plays him like just imagine or, or Dan, should I help lead us into our next one well uh, an example would, what about a Dan Morrill he's like I want to play Kanowski yeah like who knows what's going to happen but it's very exciting because the, and we've mentioned it before the Intergeekdom and the Star Wars Division are the ones to ride and die with this year yeah they have the most hype behind them at the moment the singles and teams are the bread and butter of the league but the Inner Geekdom and the Star Wars, they have such fresh blood in them, and they're so exciting to watch because there's so few of them. Mm-hmm. It, I'm. This is definitely one of the more one of the most Inner Geekdom 
uh, fights that I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Because there's such two different personalities clashing, and they've both proven proven themselves in different ways. Um, but we're both taking fights, obviously. Yep. So go ahead and lead us into our next topic. Uh, well, with Jake saying, who knows what's going on next year? Um, today we heard Rachel Cushing uh say that. She is not ruling out the option of coming back, um, which seemed to almost blow everyone's minds. It's the first time she said it. Uh, on on yeah. the episode, everyone was like, even Christian was yeah. visibly nobody, taken nobody back. Knew. Nobody knew. Um, she obviously did say that she is enjoying what she's doing right now, which is the hosting or the co-host to Ellis or whoever. Um and uh, she said she would not very blatantly said it. If she does, it's not going to be this year. Yeah, so the way it kind of led into it was they were getting on the topic, uh, or not getting on the topic, but John Roca just simply wanted to ask Rachel, hey, McWeeny retired. There's an open spot yeah. on the usual suspects with Sam Levine. Obviously, they just got engaged. Um, so he just simply wanted to ask, is there a possibility or have you thought about it or have you guys talked about it? And that's when she said yeah. that. I love when he said with that, uh, is there a possibility of you being guy's partner? The light and the dark, the yes. good versus the Honestly, evil. Honestly, you, you want to, and I have, I hadn't said it out loud, but I had, I had thought about that. Really? I really had thought about that. And it would be very interesting. It would be a very interesting combo. And honestly, they'd be very scary. They would yeah. be very scary. Now I do think that part of this is Rachel just being put on the spot. Um, and I don't think so. I, I'm part of it. I will say part of it. I'll say about 25% of it is her, is it be, her being put on the spot by Roka and giving the fans maybe a little bit to taste with, but I do think that there's a high possibility that she comes back in the future because we've seen it multiple times before. Um, but like she said, she said that she would only do it. She, or not that she would only do it, but she would do it. And then the first thing she would do is talk to Clark Wolf because, Obviously, she's not going to go into teams with another partner. Yeah. She'd want to go on with Clark first. But if Clark doesn't want to come back, then she would consider going to someone else. And obviously, the first person she would go to is Sam because there's an open spot right now and because they're engaged. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And uh, with that, her saying she would not be back this year. She, I mean, when he asked her, she wasn't, like, I expected her to be like that. Like, oh, oh like that. She was pretty stone-faced. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like. Yeah, I've I've thought about it. About it, it won't be this year, but it. I mean, it's in the future, possibly. Um, I I kind of like that she isn't like. Yeah, I'm, I'll keep it open. Maybe this year. She's more open about it. Yeah, but I like that it's not going to be like a oh I'm retired and then a couple months later it's like okay I'll be back kind of like what I mean. Yeah, guy, guy did. did it. Um, McWeeny. We don't know. I mean, Christian clearly said today Schedules. that it was it's schedule, not mm-hmm. that uh, the story or whatever. Him being upset. Um, so I, I kind of like that she is staying in that retirement. She's leading. enjoying retirement life. Exactly, and she also said that the main key is going to be a balance of life outside of it and inside of it. And if that works, then she'll consider coming back. And that's what you need to do. Because, I mean, if someone like her is going to come back, we don't want, like... Half in, half out. Yeah, half in, half out. Which I'm not saying she would do. But in the sense of, like, I, I want her to be able to give it her all just because it's her wanting to give it all. Not just because... She feels the need she has to to appease us or something like that. Um, so, but I mean, it's an awesome little like tease to get us all excited that of uh, the possibilities of even if it's just her and not the Shire Wolves type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, her, can you imagine her on a faction? Like, that's scary enough as it is. Um, like we said, who knows? It's not going to be this year, so it'll be at least season eight. Who knows what will have changed by then. But it's exciting to think about her possibly coming back. And, I mean, I never got to see Smets versus Cushing. 
that would be... Well, Smets has always talked about how she, how he wants to play her. Of course. So. I would love to see just a, a for fun game of just... Like an exhibition match. Yeah, just to see like mm-hmm. that with no seriousness behind it. All jokes and fun. But yeah, it's exciting. I, I, my mouth went a, like, whoa. I did not expect her to say that. So yeah, I uh, obviously I would I would love to have Rachel Lane Clark back. They the Shirewolves were my all time favorite uh, team to watch in uh, just just in general with with the showdown. Um, Clark had always been a favorite of mine from the very beginning when she stepped in, and Rachel coming in, you know the way she did, um, you know coming in the way she did with with uh, Ken, and then you know kind of just growing in the league. It's no secret that Rachel had struggled for a long time with the balance um, yeah. because she was pushing herself so hard to study on top of her work, which requires a lot for her. Um, and she had mentioned it multiple times. She had been very open with the fans on Twitter and Facebook and just talking to everybody. Um, and it, it was hard for her. And so she she just needed a breather. Yeah. And uh, she seems like she's enjoying it. She's really good on the desk. Um, her and Mark have great chemistry together. They were fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, and she's she's a great addition to the Intergeekdom games or uh, Intergeekdom matches, I say. Obviously, because she's an Intergeekdom player herself, and like they mentioned, she knows how to pronounce everything. Her and Mara both yeah. saying like, "Hey, can I be on this?" So I can yeah. and he's like, "Yes, please." I'm exactly, not ruling it out. Exactly. But yes. So um, that's fun. She she seems like at her her turn from the very first time we saw her to now is such a drastic change yeah um she seems which is why i enjoy seeing her so much and um i it, look if there's a time for her to ever come back it's when there's factions and her fiance is uh, oh, managing yeah. a team um would i love to see a guy cushing matchup or not matchup a team heck yeah like that would be so That'd fun be. to see and interesting because it's just so different from you know the last year or so and you know they, there's they're different from each other, and you know they would have to work together, and it would just be a very interesting experiment. Um, but I, what I would love to see, as I would love to see a fast one pulled on everybody, and I would like to see both of them come out of retirement and see a Sam Levine Rachel Cushing team I come knew together. You were go for that. Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Sam and Drew, when they were together for Above the Line, and when they made their run at the teams, and when he made his run in singles, it was such a fun time in this showdown. Like I love yeah. seeing Sam play because, you know. He was so serious about the game, but he also had this fun aspect to him. He would challenge stuff, and he would question things, and he would get into people's heads, and he was just—he knows how to smack talk, and um, and then you you pair him with someone as knowledgeable as Rachel, and it's just like—and obviously because they're together, there's a certain amount of ease to it. I know it'll probably never happen, but I would absolutely love to see a Sam and Rachel team together. Oh god, um, yeah. And how absolutely just devastating the league would look at them. People would literally be like. There's no, like no chance. No, There's like no fair. chance, right? Uh, like Rachel even said, like they watch movies uh, every night and they stop before the movie starts. First thing they, they do, yeah, they pause it at the title and they're like, "Hey, what year is it? What year is it made? Who directs it? Blah blah blah." Like they, Blows they're they're literally living the schmodown. Yeah. And so when you put them together, it just it would be unstoppable. No. Um, but like like you said, I don't I don't see it happening for a while. Um, I do think there's a high chance of her coming back at some point. Um, whether it's for just one match or something, because obviously she has the history with Mike. Obviously, we never, never saw Rachel versus Smets, um, which is right now the match that everybody would want to see. Um, God, that's like a Holy Grail match. Yeah, an intergeekdom Holy Grail for sure. Yeah, it honestly, in my in my opinion, it's a bigger than a Kanowski Cushing. Those matches are incredible. Oh yeah, those well, matches we've are had, what three, four of them. There's three of them, but of th- them. those matches are incredible. Yeah, but. Smets's knowledge is more than Kalinowski. It's much more on par with the Rachel. You, I, it's just it would be amazing. Like that exploding emoji head. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. what it would look like for it everybody would be in the crowd. A crazy, yes. crazy match that be I would love to see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from our uh, our breaking news or our league news, as we're calling it, um, and let's get on to our match discussion. Uh, as we mentioned up top, guys, we're going to be talking about Pollyama versus John Roca. Um, the only match we have this week, luckily, because we are running at a hefty 35 minutes already. Oh, my. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, this we had mentioned on a reaction, this is by far the, uh, outside of the live events, the biggest single studio match that we have this year. Um, both previous champions. Pollyama just lost the belt this last December. John Rook has been on the hunt for it for a while now, ever since he lost it. Um, but he's he's the, le- the legend of the league, essentially. Right? He's been there forever. Um, 
And because of the turn that Polyama has made, the and, awesome. Yeah, turn. and they talked about it on the backstage. Um, you know, it, the the match was looked forward to more than normal because of that turn and what we saw with him on final Absolutely. exam, and because of John Roca and just the history he has with the league. Um, in my opinion, it definitely lived up to the hype because there were twists and turns, oh, and God, yeah. there were incredible comebacks, and you know, and then in a TKO, which is not something that we both didn't expect. You know, Roca walked away with the two points, but Paul's definitely showed up. He didn't seem like a guy that was hanging his head, right? Um, he had to go up against someone, you know, like that was as good as Roca after uh, going through what he did this last December. Um, a great match, but obviously the turning point in the match that we could talk about is probably that South Carolina steal in the second round, that which is just wild. And then he had obviously he had the guest in his second round wheel turn with uh, the Martian question yeah. for Matt Damon. Um, it just, I don't know if, I'm not going to say it got in Oyama's head, but it just kind of like, it just it felt like it shifted the atmosphere of the match a little bit, mm-hmm. and the momentum just kind of shifted. Even though Paul like didn't change a beat, the momentum just started kind of creeping towards Roka yeah. a little bit more. It was very much uh, like it reminded me of like when you play sports and like it just literally feels like, dude, everything is going their way. Mm-hmm. Like, what what do I got to do to change that? Like, him just being like perfect round south carolina and it's just like dude like can i catch a break like it's it's just one of those things that if you play sports you you know where it's just like there are games that you just are almost destined to lose Mm -hmm. it feels like and there's i've been in plenty of those uh, exactly (laughs) i remember many of them too and it's just like you can't catch a break and the fates have decided essentially and you know that's kind of almost what it seemed to happen and roka was just hot to touch like there was nothing that was going to cool him off and he was pulling stuff literally out of the air and hitting it and it wasn't just like a one point thing it was two points and then it was more other it's just like yeah, I mean, it, it was literally out of Yoyama's hand. Yeah. Because, honestly, like, outside of... I mean, Roko did the perfect round in the first, in the yeah. first round, obviously. Um, not a huge deficit for someone like Oyama. No. They both got wheel spins that they liked. They both walked away with them. Yeah. They, they didn't spin a second time. Or Roko might have spun a second time, but he was okay with it. Well, it was the second time because he landed on the same thing. So, he chose it. They both yeah, chose the exactly. categories. Nothing went wrong for either of them. It just came down to two things. One, Roko was just a great guesser. Yeah. A great guesser. And two, Oyama got one bad question towards the end of the match, and Roka just walked away with TKO. Yeah, as simple as that. And like we had met, like I had mentioned, that's the reason why Oyama wasn't holding his head, holding yeah. his head down. He was fine with how he competed, right? He didn't show any kind of bad sportsmanship, or he wasn't like sour about anything. The game just took over, and it was on Roka's side. Yeah, plain and simple. And he even like made reference to that and saying like. I would rather lose like I did like this than lose by one point. I would 100% rather lose like that. Oh, me like too. That. Me yeah. too. Because then, like he said, you're dwelling on that. Well, dang, if I didn't miss that one, and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, I mean, I would rather get TKO'd by someone just throwing out random guesses. And it's just the luck of literally, like, nothing's going to go your way than putting up a knockdown drag out fight and then just losing by that one mistake one point yeah the game is literally just like it's like dangling it in the palm of your hand exactly waiting for you to grab it but then it's like nope yeah. nope so you, you can't do anything about it yeah it it almost seemed especially after that first round like it almost was like destined to not swing that way and once he said that south carolina it was just like <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? he had a, like a what a one in like 15 chance yeah it was and... the southern state how many <laughs> southern states are there exactly east, southern southeast state i should say uh yeah and it's just it's just pure luck at that and, point. and you know what's funny about it is oyama had an incredible guess he said he's like i oh, actually like that movie they kind of have louisiana accents in there yeah. i'm gonna go with louisiana who would have thought that it would have been South Carolina? Exactly. I said, I think I said Mississippi. And yeah, so it's I like, said Louisiana too. It literally could have been one of 15 or however many there are down yeah. there. You know? And it also depends on what you classify as a southeastern state. Is, yeah. it, on, is it on the ocean? It wasn't even southeastern. They said south state. Like, so it's literally, it's just, it is it is what it is. And that's kind of what it seemed like he took from it and how it and went. And that, and I think I may have mentioned during our reaction, but that is a lot of credit to Winston. Because yeah. he has... 
he has instilled this sense of like confidence in Oyama that even though you're losing and even though you do lose, there are still more opportunities. Absolutely. And that there's something positive to look at down or, or after the match, even with the loss. And that's what a lot of people don't get with this league is, um, or a lot of competitors don't get with other managers, I should say. Um, it, that's I'm, I'm loving what Winston is doing with his Winston players. Winston is... I love... And yeah. it's, he's a first-time manager. He's never done it before. He has Jay in his ear. They talk on the side. We haven't seen Jay physically because he's got things going on schedule. Some once. Uh, we saw him once. You are correct. But he just... He knows how to handle people and how to handle them in the right way they need to be handled. Yeah. He led Oyama in the right direction. Even though Lon Harris pulled the card that he did, he's leading Lon in the right direction and kind of following him along the way he wants to go. Right, he's letting these people do what they want to do, but kind of just like he's he doesn't have the puppet strings. He's behind them, being like, "Okay, you're making this decision, okay, but I'll help you make this decision." Yeah. And so it's working out really well for Swag. That's why they're such hot. They're so high in the standings at the moment. They're number two. And Oyama, if he t- if he keeps this this momentum with this character, fans are already on his side. People love him. They're I loving love him his now. character. And we could see a very different type of primetime for the whole 2020 and a primetime that could be ultimately very scary and not just teams where he seems to be thriving in, but singles where he could really make a charge at at some point if he gets over that slight hump. If he gets over that hump, we know how sports work. You get over the hump, it's kind of like a downhill ride. As soon as he beats one person, it could be game over for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, dude went on a 6-1 and championship run at 22 years old as a rookie. He has plenty of tread left on the tires. And one loss is not going to affect someone like him. And we, we can we can get into it moving on from the Oyama Roka stuff, but this leads into Roka versus Irwin, which is the second time they have faced each other. Roka cannot um, wait for this one. The first time was between them two uh, for a live event title belt shot against Dan Merle. Yep. Irwin, um, this is when Irwin made his run for the title. Um, and so it's very interesting because... One, this exact scenario has happened before. Mm-hmm. But two, if Roka wins, he's obviously facing his teammate. and his, Not just his stable mate, but his teammate. And that obviously brings up a whole other conversation with the Finnsock exchange. Yeah. We saw what happened last time with that. God. But let's focus on the Irwin-Oroka thing for here for a second. Um, they mentioned on backstage that not just uh, Oyama was supposed to have two matches. A team's match with uh, Final Exam versus Deep 13, which is a bummer because both teams showed off hard. Damn. They showed off hard. But Oyama was supposed to get his first Inner Geekdom match, which yeah. would have been very interesting. Been I had so no idea awesome. he was doing Inner Neither Geekdom. Neither did I. And then the other one was announced that they weren't able to do was the Roka Irwin match. Yeah. Um, which I'm surprised that it would have been shot this... I mean, I guess I'm not surprised because the way it's shot and everything, but because we just got Roka and Oyama... We would have gotten it sooner, but I mean, it just—I guess it's how it's all just shot. But Roka said on backstage, he's like, he's ready now, like he's ready to go. Oh yeah, I know Irwin's Ir- ready to go. It's number two for them. They're two completely different players from when they met the first time, and obviously, it's a shout out the title, number one contender match. And so, um, a lot on the line. Uh, you know, we can make our picks here super, super early, but obviously, I can't go against my boy Roka. He's my guy. I think he's gonna make a shot, and I think we're gonna see a founding fathers singles title match against the two of them, which will be. Maybe the biggest singles titles match to ever be played? Yeah, I mean, Roka said he doesn't give two you-know-whats about the title match. <laughs> he wants all Irwin. he's focusing on is right now. Yeah, yeah, he wants this match more than he anything. He wants revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually going to give it to Irwin. Right. Um, I, the way he competes, where <laughs> it's just, like, so calm and stuff, like, I don't know. I just, like... It's almost like to me like this like untouchable force that like you don't. Oh, you wanna... can't face him. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I could see Roka getting flustered and something like that. And Ir- how he is. Ir- Irwin's just like, like hey, a hundred percent. Um, but he, Roka, Roka does have an advantage because he now knows what he needs to change and how he needs to come into this. So for me, this is a coin toss that I'm. Right now is falling towards Irwin, but I would not be surprised if Roka walks out with it. Just out of pure experience, knows what he needs to do, knows how Irwin operates, and knows the mistakes he needs to change in order to win. Yeah, we don't at the moment we don't know what singles maps single matches are coming down the pipeline. Yeah. But if it goes Oyama and Roka, 
The next match is Roca Irwin, and the next match is either Roca Irwin versus Merle. Those have got to be the three best single matches that we've seen in a long time. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's a triple-headed monster, right, all in a yeah. row. Whether whether it's Roca versus Merle or Irwin versus Merle, I mean, it's it's got to be considered one of the biggest singles matches of all time. I know that Bateman and Merle was considered that because of of the runs that were being that were going on, and it lived up to it. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if it'll live up to that match, but the lead up to a Merle versus Roca or Irwin could be, I mean, it could be considered the biggest of all time in the entire league. Yeah, I just want to see it. Robert Meyer Burnett on the stage. No, for no, at a title match, just like keep the burning jerseys away. Oh my god, like <laughs> just oh, it would be so good. Him and Finstock oh, and just good like Lord. We, well. So here's the interesting thing, and I don't know if you know this because you're a little late. Um, Robert Meyer Burnett is the one who burnt the Finstock mask. Oh, and I that, wondered what happened. So that thing. happened at the end of I want to say season five. I might be mistaken on that, um, but at the at the, the it was the post it was the post 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 credit scene to season five the very last event we had of the year the last one was the Finstock Max mask in a trash in a small trash can lit on fire the camera rays and it was Robert Meyer Burnett laughing <laughs> so he burnt the mask and so you would get that because that would probably get brought up um, they have history together. But I just, I don't see, the way Roka played against Oyama, I really don't see him losing. Yeah. I really don't. It's, he, but but Irwin is so scary. He really is scary. It And if he lands on something, I, even though his knowledge is like, it's almost everything. Yeah. If he really lands on something that's like legit for him, if he hits Roka's Spinner's done. Choice. Roka's done. Yeah. If he hits Spinner's Choice, it's, that Roka, like you said, Roka's probably done. If he hits Opponent's Choice, though... But again, what do you give him? Exactly. And so, we'll get into that later on for sure. Yeah, so. but uh, I cannot. Yeah, this it's going to be a jump. It's going to be fun. So uh, hopefully that gets shot soon. We know everything going on crazy with the uh, with the world right now, but yes. uh, we would love to see that match soon. God, yes. Um, all right, Brian, let's go on to our league update. Um, and that is a breakdown of the current point standings. Again, not a whole lot compared to what uh, we talked about last week. But No uh, ties now. Yeah. No ties, oh, finally. Correct. Uh, first place, Finstock Exchange, obviously. Excuse me. Obviously, at 14 points, uh, Swag has a second place. Uh, with is at second place with seven points. Um, they are not the same with the Den because of matches. Uh, the Den is at third place with seven points. Uh, that being because Swag has played four, mm-hmm. Den has played five. Uh, Rock Stars are in fourth place. They currently have four points. Uh, Burning Droogs are in f- uh, fifth place with four points, but they have had three matches to Rockstars two. Uh, Corky Mercs are in sixth place with three points. The usual suspects uh, in seventh place with two points. Uh, Corruption is in eighth place with two points. That is because Corruption has had four matches. Usual suspects at three matches. And then rounding at the bottom in ninth place is the Dungeon with zero points, but only with two matches. Yeah, it's a, a very interesting right now. Obviously, a lot of these factions haven't had a lot of matches, and who knows what's going to happen now that the world is is you know kind of on shutdown. Um, a lot of matches have been canceled and, and postponed uh, because of studio things, obviously. Um, and so I, I just at some point, you know, hopefully, obviously, our we want the world to be better first, obviously. Yeah. You know, and I think everybody in the showdown agrees with that as well. Um, but I would love to see the matches kind of even out a little bit. Um, I know that that's what Christian intends to do, which is hard with scheduling sometimes. And yeah. now that with something as big as this comes up... Um, makes it that much more difficult. Yeah, and so I know that the dungeon will get its chance. Um, yeah, I mean, Rockstars and Dungeons have only had two matches uh-huh. in each. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we will see a, a Robert Parker, and we'll see a Kevin Smets, and you know, we'll see more of Alex Damon and all those people down there. But uh, yeah, it's in uh, the next match I think we have is uh, the Den versus uh, the Butcher Boys, and the Butcher Boys are. Uh, you are throwing. I want to say they're the Rock Stars. Yes. Are they? I Vinny? Believe so. No, I think Vinny. Uh, who is? Oh my God! Why am I blanking? It might be the Rock Stars. You go and look it up on the list. Um, I want to say it's the Rock Stars. Or are they the Burning Droogs? No, that's the dungeon. 
They are the dungeon? Vinny, uh, They're Vinny even better. Cruz. Even better. Yeah. So there even you better. go. There's a, a dungeon matchup. Perfect. So the dungeon's going to get one more match, um, which will put them in contention for another spot. Um, two brand new teams. Uh, three brand new players with Rachel Silvestrini. We should have known that. So a name like the Butcher Boys would I know, be right? yeah, the dungeon. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's on us, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, that's completely on us. Um, and we should have known that because uh, Video Drew wanted to be traded there because of Vinny anyway. Yeah. So now that I think about that. Um, but yeah, uh, brand new, a couple brand new players. Obviously, we saw Ben Goddard once. Um, ben Goddard with Rachel Silvestrini. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Pride. And then uh, and then we have the Butcher Boys over for the dungeon. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because we don't know at the moment what they're going to look like as teams. Um, we saw what Silvestrini and Goddard have done on their own. Silvestrini has been on a team before. But uh, she could fit in very well with a Goddard, and um, Goddard has, has shown some promise as of as of one match so far. Um, but it should be a fun match. I'm just excited for a Kate and Kaiser. I know, right? Those two together, God, it's just those chaos. two, it's just absolute amazing. chaos. Um, all right, Brian. Well, any last thoughts on this week's stuff going into uh, next week and uh, what we're going to be seeing? No, I'm excited. Uh, curious. I the teams is so good this year. I I'm loving the every division is thriving it is it really is and i'm really excited to see new faces now especially with team i mean dungeon throwing up Mm -hmm. i mean their whole entire team's pretty much new people um and then the den obviously i picked for the whole entire season but um yeah i'm excited with what's coming forward hopefully we get to see everything still obviously with what's going on um but yeah should be interesting but I can't wait for Irwin and Roka, though. Yeah, that's a big it's one. It's going to be a knockdown, drag-out match. Hopefully we see death. it soon. But yeah. obviously things, other things are taking precedence. So. Of course. Cool. All right, guys. Well, there it is. This week's A Certain Point of View, number seven, if I'm getting that number correct, as always. <laughs> um, that is Brian. I am Jake. You can find us. Uh, you know, you see our new overlay up here. You can find us everywhere. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Twitter, at ShmoNownPOV. Um, you can find us below, at QuiGonJake, at Biavlacino. Um, if I spelled your name right, which I did not. Oh, sweet. Um, A-V-O-L-I-C-I. I mistakenly missed an eye on that Shame one. Shame on you. Uh, but yeah, so you guys can find us there. Let us know down in the comments what you think of everything we talked about today. Um, not just everything that happened on backstage, but Paul Yama versus John Roca. What do you think Roca and Irwin looks like? Um, what do you think of the standings? Everything we kind of touched on today. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Smets and Chandru. Smets and Chandru, which is a big one. Two big matches have come out of stuff yeah. that happened over the last week, which is, which is awesome. So... Um, as always, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you guys can check out the show every Wednesday. It'll be up on Wednesdays if stuff goes correctly for us and our schedules, uh, which as of right now it is because of lockdown. Um, and you guys can check out our reactions every week. Uh, we have them on Mondays and Thursdays and Fridays, but because of schedules, that may just change to a certain uh, one day a week because of the one match policy. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us as always. We'll see you guys next week.